Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast Retro Life for You. My name is Chris Adams, host of the show. Along with us this week, as always, is Mr. Travis Rollins. What's up, what's up, what's up? How's the weekend going, Travis? Oh, man, it's been a great weekend. This happens to be Father's Day weekend. We're going yes. ahead and shooting this. And uh, I had a pretty spectacular one, man. We made some homemade ice cream, went and picked some uh, blackberries and blueberries at the at the Happy Berry here in Pickens, a little, little farm. And, uh, <clears throat> man, went out to dinner yesterday. So it's been a good one, man. How about yourself? It's been fair, I guess. You know, I worked half the weekend. Anyway, worked Saturday, but you know, off on Sunday today. And happy Father's Day, by the way, and everybody yes, else listening. Do. I mean, this is going to be late when it comes out, not Father's Day, but belated happy Father's Day to the rest of you who are listening That's today. That's right. Happy belated. So uh, we had an idea for a show this week, and we'll go ahead and just break it down real quick. And uh, well, actually, before we do that, let's just go ahead and get this part out of the way. So if you are a first-time listener to the show, we talk about uh, – Movies from the 80s and 90s mostly, but we will kick in some uh, 70s flicks every now and then and some early 2000s, yeah, uh, just yeah. trying to keep it on the retro end. But we try to go mostly 80s and 90s. So if this is uh, the kind of thing you like to listen to, make sure you tune into us every week. Our downloads drop on Thursdays. Make sure you just follow this show. And uh, you can follow us also at social media, at Instagram and Facebook, at Retro Life For You. It's number four, Y-O-U on the social media. If you want to email us with an idea for the show or something you'd like to hear, it's retro life, the number four, Y O U at gmail.com. Absolutely. Send us some messages, man. We like it. We, uh, we do this cause we love it, but we want to, we want to see what y'all like too, for Absolutely. sure. Hey, we get yeah, any good web page and, and do the, uh, the TikTok and the Insta and all that stuff too. The TikTok, the communist driven TikTok, they say, yeah, for all we know, it might be. Man, I'm excited <laughs> for the show this week, too. Uh, yeah, we have a great thing. We've been talking about this. Travis's idea completely. Uh, he wanted to do this. And um, Thank I thought, you. you know, does sound like a good idea. Sounds fun. Uh, we used to do some things like this, you know, kind of in the first season, where we yeah. would take and make a list of what we liked in a certain genre. Or like we had the episode, Travis, where if you were stranded on a deserted island and you could have one movie from a genre, yeah of each one of the genres we picked which one would you take right that one was tough too that was kind of tough it was tough it, it oh it was and when you people will understand why in just a few minutes because we took the decade of the 90s mm-hmm. and we are taking one movie from every year from 90 to 99 and that is going to be 10 of our favorite movies in the 90s now just to clarify yeah. this it's 10 of our favorites, but this is not an end all be all list of what we think is the 10 greatest movies in the nineties. Probably. Absolutely not. Um, I could, I've got some picks on here that I would say if I was to, these are the movies that like, if we were sitting around shooting the breeze and I was to say, Oh, well, if you're going to watch a movie from 1995, you have to see this one. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not going to necessarily be like the movie that, you know, like, uh, like I would say Goodfellas was probably, the best movie of that year, but it's not on this list. You see what I'm saying? So Right. And the same way with me, I, I'm a big Star Wars nerd, and I did not take The Phantom Menace the year it came out, nor did I take the re-release of the original movies when they remastered them either, because I thought, you know, it's just not going to be right. I want something that's more of a legit 90s movie, and that was a good movie I would recommend to somebody to watch. I mean, that be it may not be the greatest movie that year, and depends on how you 
you know, well, what you think is a great movie, how you rate a movie in your mind and everything. Right, right. Uh, was it funny? Was it, you know, packed with action? Was it a, a solid uh, thriller slash drama or something? You know, was it the best cop film you've ever seen? Are yeah. you just, like, or are you just a comedy fan? It's the funniest thing all year and kept you in stitches. Whatever you think is a great Yeah, I had movie. to back myself off of some of the comedies and some of the horrors too, because I'm like, man, we'll have a list just slap full. I, I hate to say this. I, all right, so I, I picked 10 movies, right? And each year I got a backup just in case you take my pick. I've got three picks for each year. Do you just really? In case you take my backup and. <laughs> Shoot off some honorable mentions <clears throat> for bonus content. Oh, we we can we can definitely do some honorable mentions. That's for sure. There's no problem with that uh, because there's so many great ones. Like I said, it's hard to just narrow it down. Honestly, disclaimer: I have my list in front of me, and while I was making my list, I swapped somehow ninety three and ninety two. So if I get those, I got the little arrows and got them crossed out the years right. So just if I mess that up, I'm just putting that disclaimer out mm-hmm. right here at the beginning. <laughs> well, he's saying, in other words, everybody, I can't give him a hard time when he messes up this time. <laughs> That's right. That's what he means, really. I think I got it straight because I'm uh, like I'm paying close attention. And some of these movies I noticed were in two different years because they got released in November or December late in the year. Right. And the following year, it's still there making money. Yeah, I'm going with release date. Yeah. So I, I looked at the list of top grossing films in the order of the money they grossed. That's not how I picked the favorite each year, but I thought it might be a good rule of thumb because if it made a lot of money, it was probably you know, probably a popular movie. Yeah, yeah. And then I would I would have liked it. However, that being said, I did scroll down a very, very long list of movies in each year to determine See, which one I really grossing- wanted to pick. My lowest grossing movie, which this is definitely going to come up. Um, it's probably, it's not my first pick for the year, but my lowest grossing movie is $2 million, $2,684,390. That's my lowest wow. grossing. Now, is that because it's all it made at the box office or did that's it carry over from the year gross. before? No, that's his box office gross. So it didn't carry over from a year previous. It just, the actual oh, money no. it made this was that. Wow. This is an obscure Christina Ricci movie. Okay. All right. I'll tell you what, let's uh we'll go ahead and get started. Do you want to be the one to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, 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 uh the only difference it's gonna make is one of us might catch the other's pick. But I, I mean know. we have, we have, we have back my battleship. I'm playing I'm playing battleship here. I'm gonna mark mine out if you get any. Um <laughs> I don't know. Any mini money mo, man. I tell you You're, what, I'm just gonna throw it at you. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it at you and let you go first. Oh, well, that's not age before beauty. Okay, I'm going to go first. <laughs> All right, well, then I got to go ahead and go with Total Recall for 1990, $261,399,830 in the box office. Total Recall is a great uh, movie. Yeah, Arnold Classic. It was very hard. I had to, I had to like, roll the dice on this one. <laughs> no, seriously, because I was, like, between Days of Thunder and – oh, I'm sorry. I got to let you – I gotta let you go before I start spouting them out here. But then maybe I took hey, maybe I took Days of Thunder. You might have. I would be very impressed and happy if you did. I did not though. Okay. Matter of fact, I'm surprised you didn't think about this one and give this one some consideration. And you probably did give it consideration. I might it have just didn't quite make it because there were so many great movies, like I said, of every year. It may be. What do you I think? Took, How do you feel about Total Recall though before we move on? Oh, I love Total Recall. Okay. I do. That's one of my favorite movies of his later on. You always, Absolutely. let's walk That's in the classic, man. 
when it comes to Arnold in the nineties, you know, True Lies, Total Recall, uh, Eraser, those three right there alone are probably three of my favorites of his. Right on, heck yeah! All right, what's your nineteen ninety? My nineteen ninety, uh, I I stuck with a an absolute favorite of mine that I have talked about over the years of the eighties too. It was a first movie in the eighties sequel in the nineties in nineteen ninety, and that oh. movie that movie made. A lot less than Total Recall, I would tell you. <laughs> the movie you know, made $44,143,410, million, million, it says. Mm-hmm. Now, this might be domestic gross. Is might, it might be what this is. Is it U.S. I, Marshals? Did that come out of here? No, this is Young Guns 2. Young Guns 2, okay. That Young did get Guns a little 2. bit of consideration. It did. I'm sure it did. We're, we're both Young Guns fans. so Big time. And now, let me see if I can determine Solid this dude. is... Well, it just says nineteen ninety gross is what it says. So I don't know if that is overall worldwide gross or if it is just domestic gross. Right, doesn't right. specify. Oh no, I take it back. I take it back. I look at the top of the page here. See top nineteen ninety movies at the domestic box office. So, yeah, total domestic box office. So this is just not worldwide money. This is domestic. I'm looking at. So I'm not really going to concentrate on the money that it made that it grossed as much as I am just the movie itself. Yeah, nah, and and, yeah. and you know the love I have for this movie. You know, uh, Billy the Absolutely. Kid and the Regulators and Lincoln County Wars and all this stuff was always a great yes, fun yes. story. Very good. So, Very uh, good. what was your backup? Days of Thunder. You said. Uh, I had well, I got two. I had it was because it's so hard, mm-hmm. uh, and and like I said. That one was in there too, but my two backups, I was going to just decide on the, on the, off the cuff was between, uh, TMNT. So mm-hmm. that'd be the first Ninja Turtles live action and Days of Thunder, uh, okay. NASCAR movie. If y'all don't know, if y'all haven't seen Days of Thunder, man, Days of Thunder is off the chain. Oh. Burns and what was his uh, character name? Cole something, wasn't it? Cole Trickle. Cole Trickle. Was it called Cole Trickle? I swear to God, it was Cole Trickle. Was it Cole Trickle? I promise you, I'll look it up. Because <laughs> we used to make fun of the, the NASCAR driver, Dick Trickle. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. That's what I was thinking of, him. Um, Wasn't his wife in the movie with him, or did they get married after yes. the fact? No, yeah. Him and Nicole Kidman were married when this movie was made, I believe. Yeah. Stop or, the car. Stop the car, yeah, she said. Stop the car, Cole. Stop the car, Cole. Yeah, Cole Trickle. I was right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Cole Trickle, Russ Wheeler, and uh, Rowdy Burns. Rowdy Burns. Rowdy Burns, if you don't know, just for a quick tidbit, Rowdy Burns was my Mr. Michael Roker, one of my favorites. He was uh, Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins. Heck yeah. Guardians so, of the uh, Galaxy uh, 2. Huh? Guardians of the Galaxy 2 reference. Yeah, yeah. Just what in case anybody What was your backup to 1990? Uh, I took a movie that was a third sequel in the trilogy that was famous throughout the 80s that everybody loved and i found it hard not to take it because it wrapped everything up yeah which is back to the future three oh see i i I just couldn't go with that one because that was my least favorite but i I could see that that's actually my most favorite really with the train and stuff you know because they're in the west they were in the west they were in a while yeah i mean i kind of like they were in a while What's your name? Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah, Clint Eastwood. What kind of stupid name is that? (laughs) Right. 
<laughs> well, what was your uh, what was your first pick? Let's move on to ninety one. Then there's I'm telling y'all, y'all need to go out and just go back and start watching movies, man. You cannot go wrong with these years. Nineteen ninety one. What you get? Uh, 1991, man, I had difficulty with this because there is a lot of great movies, okay? Oh, my God. The obvious pick, the obvious pick I should have taken at number one, I did not. It's my backup. But I went with a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. It was a, um, a thriller suspense movie. Mm. And Julia Roberts was just getting kind of big at the time. Yes. All right. You know, Pretty Woman had already been out. It wasn't Pelican Brief, was it? No. We are talking about Sleeping with the Enemy. Sleeping with the Enemy. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I picked it because I was surprised really surprised by that. I'm actually I, surprised by that out of that list of movies out of that well, year. I know. And I yeah. took it because I think it's a movie that every, a lot of people would enjoy, um, yeah. especially with Julia Roberts in it. Julia Roberts had a lot of great movies early on after she did she Pretty really Woman did. and moved forward. Uh, yeah. She had a lot, so many good stuff out there. Runaway Bride. She had Pelican mm-hmm. Brief. She had. Um, even, even though I think that her and Cameron Diaz, they just look like they smell like a fresh pack of bologna. So, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that's what their their, their bodies just smell like. That's awful. That is awful. <laughs> I'm not a fan of like everybody else. Oh my gosh. What was that but movie with her and Aaron Brockovich was a great movie. Aaron Brockovich was a great movie, yes. But what was the movie with her and uh, Nick Nolte as reporters? Oh, man. All that was one? that not the Pe- that was the Pelican Brief, wasn't it? No, it's her and Denzel. Denzel, yeah, that's right. I don't remember. Um, I can't remember. She's like a rookie or a reporter of some sort, and he's the vet, and yeah. they're both chasing the same story. It was good too. I can't think of the name of it, but uh, what was your uh, what was your first pick in ninety one? My pick for 1991, I guess, I don't know if it would be the obvious or not, and I promise I won't do this to y'all again for the whole list, but mine had to be, I had to go and uh, hang out with John Connor and go with Dan Terminator 2 Judgment Day, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's, I that's, that's the obvious pick I was talking about. That's the obvious pick. Okay. I figured it was. I could not go with that. That one, for me at my age, Terminator 2 was bigger to me than Terminator. Terminator mm-hmm. 2 was like, oh my god you know yes i'm I'm 11 years old when this movie comes out i want to be john connor you know what i'm saying yeah yeah t2 was a great movie Uh, it's no doubt actually i turned i turned 11 when this movie came out uh it came out on july 2nd so uh five days later i turned 11 years old (laughs) and uh this movie made 515 million and change Yes, box, it was like if you hadn't seen very, too, man, wow. very high grossing film. What a great movie, too. Edward Furlong, like, did great as John. Man, you did. You wanted to be John Connor when you were a teenager watching this movie. Yeah, so good. And and the uh, the special effects of the new Terminator that was chasing them was great. Oh, the T2000. Oh, my goodness, yeah. dude. The liquid metal, the the way they used the mercury in, mm-hmm. the, in the special effects to film the mercury and all. Yeah. That was really, really cool. Heck Some really yeah. good stuff. That was the one I put as my backup because, um, you know, I, I did love it. It was a great movie. So yeah. if because if you had gone, not do it. If you had gone in this, in this, if we'd gone in the direction you picked first and you took Sleeping with the Enemy, which I thought was doubtful, because <laughs> right. um, I saw you, because T two is right there. I said, I know you're taking T two. Oh yeah, but, you got to know. I'm taking um, Arnie. I they almost this year. I did. You know what? Though I did leave. I did. I did leave. Last Action Hero by the wayside, though. So you'll be. 
It's good. So what, Rhinestone wasn't available? I mean, um, uh, Terminator 2 is my backup. Yes, I almost Fair went enough. with Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, that's a good one. I almost did because I knew you would take T2, and I was thinking I wanted to keep it different and bring as many movie, you know, atten- as much attention to other movies for yeah, people as yeah. I could. So like just that. to tell you how difficult this was on this year, like you said, T2, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Silence of the Lambs, City Slickers, Home Silence Alone. Silence of the Lambs was one of my backups. Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Uh, Hook. That was a good one. Naked Gun, two and a half. The Smell of Fear. Uh, right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Uh, yeah. Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. Backdraft. Star Trek. The Undiscovered Country. Unreal year for movies that year. I, and, and that's just a few. Okay. There's so many more. We're not going to go yeah. deep into the list or anything. I'll, I'll do my third backup to tell you how many more because, like, I watched this. Um, mm-hmm. I put it on my projector last year at uh, Halloween. And you know what? I'm going to show this man love anytime I get a chance. I pick Ernest Cared, Scared Stupid. <laughs> Jim Varney. Some Jim Varney, boy. Yeah. Know what I mean, Varney? Ernest Scared Stupid is, I don't care. That's a great movie. It just makes you a kid again. I, out of all the Ernest movies, Ernest Scared Stupid is my favorite. Whenever I think of Ernest, I only think of the purity commercials. I didn't really watch right. the Ernest movies. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really watch them. Heck yeah. But it was all about the purity commercials. You know, Getting out, sneaking in by the wind, by the open window, and seeing what was going on, and peeking in, and talking to people, and be like, you know what I mean, Vern? Right. And fingers always getting slammed in the window. I'm glad you let me go first, because now 1990. See, I told y'all I had these two mixed up, so I'm gonna get this one right. So 1992, in 1992 on November 13th. Yes. One of it, it's considered a horror movie, Whoa. but it's one of I think the greatest uh, one of the one of the best horror literary tales ever written. And I know what it is. You know what it is? It's Bram Stoker's uh-huh. Dracula. Uh-huh. Yeah, two hundred fifteen million and change at the box office. I'm nearly three hundred, uh, nearly two sixteen. Uh-huh. But yeah, that movie was incredible, man. Um, yeah, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it had Neo in it or John Wick, whichever one y'all want to go. But Keanu was in there, and then, Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah, Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> and oh my gosh, talk about the the doggone uh, the special effects! Like whoa. Yeah. And there were things too that was crazy about that movie. Like uh, there was a moment. I I will never forget this. We'd already seen the movie probably six, eight times. And my dad come in and he was a little buzzy from the the party that night. And there was a scene in the movie. um, And it it was Gary Oldman who we don't deserve Gary Oldman either. We'll talk about range. How come Gary don't ever get talked about Gary Oldman was Dracula and he's incredible. But uh, there was a moment in the movie uh, where something bad was happening and the lightning flashed and you could see Dracula's face turn into the wolf face. And it, you never we've done seen the movie six, eight times and never caught it. So <laughs> we're back here pausing and rewinding like, wow, what? So there's there's lots of little things in this movie that you'll miss. But yeah, to me, that's the, I think that's probably that has got to be the greatest movie of 1992. 1992, I think that my pick is very solid. Um I I always like, you know, the action or the the thriller, dr- you know, drama type deals and everything. Uh, would you like me to tell you what mine was from 1992? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you want to hear it? I want to hear it. I do you want, want the truth? 
<gasps> you can't can handle, handle the truth. The truth. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle the truth. So I took a few good men. Uh, Tom That's Cruise. A, that is a solid pick. That's a very solid pick. Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, Kevin Bacon. Man, no Kiefer doubt. Sutherland. Even had people popping in like Cuba Gooding Jr. and um, Noah Wiley, I think his name is, ER yep. and librarian. Yep. Um, it, it was just a really solid movie about a court case uh, for these two guys in the, I think they were Marines, weren't they? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because weren't they, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it they, was a Marine Corps. It, it was Jag, wasn't it? Like, like, isn't that the, the, the movie that the TV series Jag got based off of? Because they were, it, they were court, they were military court. Things. I mean, it could be, but I mean, and I, I would say it probably was based off of that, or or they took the idea from the movie and decided to make a good TV show. Didn't Jag is Air Force, isn't it? No, Navy. Oh, okay. Oh, well, then, yeah. So then, I, okay. Well, maybe. Yeah, no, they're, they're Navy. Um, I, 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 anyway. watched Jag. I, I watched Jag religiously when it came out, and that spun off NCIS. So, I mean, okay. I'm a big fan of those. Anyway, but, great courtroom movie. Yeah, great courtroom movie. Very solid. It's got a very great acting between Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. People, when it came out, said Jack Nicholson made the movie. He's the reason why it did so well. And I, I will beg to differ with anybody who wants to argue with me. Yeah, I'm not going to say in his place, really, honestly. Yeah. I'm not going to say he didn't do a great job because he's got this great speech up on the bench up there, not the bench, but in, in when he's in the hot seat in the courtroom, he's got this great thing of you want the truth. You know, you can't handle the truth. And he tells them all these things. True. Uh, but but I, don't feel like, time, I don't feel like he brought his power to the overall movie. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like yeah. his, his, his quality didn't impact the movie overall. I feel like anybody could have came in and, 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 Maybe not anybody, but I feel like, you know, you could have replaced him in that role. Yeah, I think you could have taken other people and do it as well. And we could even sit here one day and we could recast it if we wanted to and try and say who we would put there and have an easier time replacing him. Then we mm-hmm. may have had an easier time replacing Tom Cruise. Right, I, right. I thought that Tom Cruise's acting in this movie was probably some of the best acting that I had seen him do. Right. Yeah. He'd no been doubt. in some good, he'd been in some good movies. But up yep. until this point, this was some very solid overall acting by Absolutely. him, I think. So what was your backup for that year? My backup for that year, I went with a comedy in Home Alone 2. Really? Yes, I did. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. My backup for 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had, so since I did three apiece, I did a Gladiator. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did White Man Can't Jump. White Man Can't Jump. Can't, that was a great movie. Remake sucks. It. Don't watch the remake. I'll say it. I don't care who hears it. Anybody want to fight me I... on it? Anybody want to fight me on the remake they made of it? Come on, I'm ready. I don't even know if I even knew that they made a remake until you just said that. It's not really a remake. <laughs> they just use the name of the movie, I think, more or less. They don't even do, and they're doing some hustling in it, but it's not like it yeah. was in the other one. Well, There's some similarities. And I'll explain more to you later after this is over with. Right, right. Well, um, what do you have for 1990? Three. Well, hold on before we hit nineteen ninety three because there's going to be okay. some people listening. that's going to be asking this question. Okay. One of the glaring uh, omissions by both of us: the number one movie that year is Batman Returns. Okay. Lethal Weapon three was the third best movie that year. Yeah. And they're Getz. both great movies. A League of Their Own, a great movie. Yeah. A Hand That Rocks the Cradle and Patriot Games, yeah. great shh, movies. Shh, 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 shh. This is bonus content. I'm just saying I'm not going deep into it. 
Know, but, you know, I'm just so. saying people are going to ask these questions. and you know, be two hours on this episode. No, we ain't. No, we ain't. We got, hey, we're 24 minutes in. We got time, man. We got time. What's he say? 93? all the good bonus material. We got 93? That, uh, Is that where we are? 1993, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, 93. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it was hard I for me not to pick Batman Returns. I'm going to be honest, because that's I, probably I, my favorite. Man, I was expecting you to say Batman. I'm not going to lie. I really, I it was, was hard for me not to. Um, I try to avoid the obvious in movies, but this the, for this particular year, I cannot avoid the obvious because it was so amazing to me when it came out. Mm-hmm. And we had this discussion uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago when we did the bonus material for 1993 movies. Oh, uh, but Jurassic Park, nice. Yeah, I, there's no way I could turn it down. So, heck yeah, I don't blame you. Because there again, talk about the, it was like, this is where we really truly made a jump in Mm -hmm. special effects. And Jurassic Park was so breathtaking and just, wow, crazy. I had for 1993, oh, it was real hard. I'm going to give out my two backups before I got, before I do my whole thing. So it was a toss up between the Sandlot and Nightmare Before Christmas. All right. Okay. But then I remembered this movie right here that was like, it was kind of the first time that I ever seen a movie about uh, a a certain sect of uh, our society that honestly I could really relate to being a whole different culture. Mm-hmm. It just kind of went to show that culture don't matter uh, what color culture, culture don't care about color. Uh, it, it's not it's not about color in this country unless it's about green. So mm-hmm. all us poor folks was living menace to society. So menace Men- to society was my pick for that year because that movie meant a lot to a lot of us at that age that was running around wilding out, you know, old dog. And we didn't have a whole bunch of they wasn't a whole ton of old dogs, but they was out there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knew somebody almost as crazy at least. I do believe you mentioned that in that in that bonus as well. That Minister Society when we did this. Minister Society is one of my favorite movies of all time, probably because my I mean, backup relate to it. Yeah, no, my backup was another western. Nice Tombstone. Tombstone. I almost picked Tombstone. Hey, that that could have easily been my number one. I but know, I just too. could not. Pass, I just couldn't pass up on. Like you said, Tombstone was obvious for me. It was too obvious for me. So, and then it, you know the Sandlot. I mean, I you know. Like that's hard to that's hard to go against too. Yeah. Well, what was your uh, ninety four? Nineteen ninety four. Uh, I'm gonna have to roll the dice on this one right here on the fly. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna go with uh, cause, cause uh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and pick this one because it seems to me this one seems like the obvious one. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many people who still have not who have not seen this movie at the age group of what they are now that everyone in the world this should be played in in schools. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, July 6th. Six, look, this movie did great in the theaters. 679,835,137. Holy cow. Look, if y'all haven't seen Forrest, you need to get out there. You need to watch Forrest Gump tomorrow. If you I, I like to Gump. run. I'm telling you, Forrest Gump is one of the greatest pieces of cinematic history in the on the planet. Like if I Tell had them. to start picking out movies that you could that you had to pick for to to show the cinematic history of greatness or whatever Forrest Gump would be in that category tell them what uh tell them what old Forrest says about life <laughs> <laughs> 
well, you know, it, it's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> that is so true. Is and so he true. loved shrimp. Him he and Bubba. Bubba, he Bubba loved really loves shrimp. Bubba loved a shrimp. Baseball shrimp, bro, shrimp, shrimp Creole, shrimp kebab, shrimp burger, shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bubba, uh, Bubba before us just happened to have some investment capital, I think, when he had those little crazy pieces of paper that had an he apple sure on them. Did. Show but anyway, you. what a great movie! Uh, yeah, that was a great movie, no doubt. Um, 1994 for That's me. Good. Oh, what? Hold on, did you do your backups yet, or are you gonna wait till I do mine? Oh, we can do them after you do yours. All right, so the my my main pick, I want to see if and, you pick any of my backups because we're doing pretty oh, good about not picking each other's picks this time. I don't know, I think you might have one of my two, my, my pick or my backup. You may have one of the two, okay? Uh, my pick is True Lies. <sighs> I, see, I promised you I wouldn't go with Arnold again. True Lies was another one that was hard for me to kick to the side. It was very hard for me to pass it up, and there's so many throughout that year. I was like, man, how do I just... True Lies I, was I, so good, too. I'm not going to say it again, because what he said, I'm, I'm giving away the bonus material. I'm not going to do it again, but, man, right. we hit the bonus Jamie, material later this week. Everybody, you're going to see what we're talking about, all these different Jamie ones Lee that Curtis, we passed up I on. The funny thing about True Lies to me was all the, all the hilarity throughout it. But yeah. what was really funny to me was how everybody flipped out when Jamie Lee Curtis did the little strip tease around the bedpost. And everybody's like, yeah. what? <laughs> well, did, did they never see perfect? What the hell? She's I mean, still like, oh. Well, you, I'm a, well, okay, so but I, I'm going to give away one bonus since you gave away one bonus. You want to you know what my very favorite part of that entire movie is? that? When she freaked out and said, you mean to tell me you kill people? And he was on the truth sermon. He was like, yeah, yeah but they were all bad. <laughs> they were all bad people. It's <laughs> so awesome. Bad, my backup. Tell me if you had my backup on there. Okay. Shawshank. I did not. I took Shawshank Redemption as a backup. So I took for me, I took two obviouses. I put one in there for the cheering because, you know, trick love the kids. So I had to pick the Lion King. Because mm-hmm. the, the the cartoon, dude, I've got Scar tattooed on my left uh, calf. Jeremy Irons. That's why I would not. That's why I still to this day have not seen the live action. Because if you can get James Earl Jones to do Scar, uh, Mufasa, you can get Jeremy Irons to do Scar. Yeah, it's just that simple. So yeah. anyway, The Lion King, and then Eight Seconds, the movie about Lane Frost with uh, Luke yeah. uh, Perry in it. Uh, Lane Frost and Tough uh, Hedeman. Um, great, great movies, and uh, the true story is even better, like than the movies, because Tough Hedeman is still involved in. Well, I don't know today, but up until at least a few years ago, Tough Hedeman was still involved in PBR and bull riding and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, Eight Seconds is a movie that I would recommend, hands down. Just like if you've never seen it, go watch it. Do you remember when I told you I had never seen uh, The Princess Bride or Willow? Yeah, up until like early, early last year, right? Right. I've never seen The Lion King. You're telling a lie. No, sir. You are telling a lie. Not me. Nope. What? Never watched it. My grandma, I saw it in the movies when it came out. My grandma took me to see it. I was proud to go at 14 years old. I thought I was cool. I'm telling you, I'm about to go watch The Lion King, son. (laughs) (laughs) I was never big on Disney cartoons. Oh, man. I I really wasn't. Now, when I was younger, you know, when I was a young kid and everything, I saw Disney cartoons. You know, there was the 
the usual thing like Fantasia, I think it was called. There was a uh, uh, God, what was Fox and the Hound to Disney, or was that something Absolutely. else? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so Fox and the Hound, there was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, there was the you had to watch it was the Beauty Disney and the Beast, Cinderella, and all these watch, things. Uh, the Black Cauldron, yes. The Black Cauldron was one of my favorites too. Yes. See, the Lion King to me too, though. There's a there's a part in it. So Nala and and Simba they come wrestle, but Nala always beats him. She's got like this little kick flip she does, mm-hmm. and every time she does, she goes pinch again. And then that was just something I've done that my entire life since that movie come out. Like we're doing an argument, or if I say something smart, I like to, you know, back then my first wife, and even now to I do it to my kids. Even I'll do that if I if I catch them, I'll be like pinch you again, just in a verbal thing. You know what I mean? Right. All right. I'll tell you what. Before before we go to the next step, that's what I want. Before I forget this, let's go ahead and get. Yeah, we gotta get our our uh, mid show uh, rolling there if we can there. This go. is the friend of the show. We play this every week, and this is our friend Tim at the 80s Flicks Flashback. So here we go, Travis. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the show today, but bear with me just one moment while I get a quick word in from a good friend of the show of ours, Tim, at 80s Flicks Flashbacks. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to an 80s flick flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s flick flashback podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go. All right. That was Eddie's Flick Flashbacks with Tim. And by the way, uh, here here very soon, I'm not sure what his release date is on it. I'll be putting a show of his out there because I just guest hosted with him and another guy just last week uh, doing About the National, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Sweet. So that was fun. Very fun conversation we had. So I'll make sure we, that uh, when it comes out, we link it, get it out there for everybody to take a listen to. Awesome. So, um, I believe we're on 1995. 95. Is that, uh, so is that yeah. me or you? The, Let's see. I'm evens your odds. Oh, so I guess I go first in. Oh, since, yeah. I'm, since I'm odd. <laughs> <laughs> you um, odd. Well, we're the odd couple. Uh, dude, this was uh, the start for me for the tough years because there was quite a few movies that I liked from this year scrolling down the list. And I actually, well, it wasn't this one. It was the next. It, it was the next year, ninety six. I enlisted help <laughs> in my mind, mm-hmm. but I went with Braveheart. Ah, we finally overlapped. Did we? We finally overlapped. That was that your pick or your backup? Um, it, it's probably it was it was probably my pick up until. 
a few minutes ago and I was going to be like, you know what? I'm going to switch to this other one. So yeah, it was my top pick up until probably five minutes ago. I mean, Mel Gibson makes so many great movies on on my computer. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Mel Gibson, well, we just did one of his the other day with, uh, as far as recording the other day and, and, and Maverick. Actually, I say recording. It, it's it's the current week we're in as we record this that we have it as the download available for the yeah, week. Yeah, he had Maverick. another movie. He had two other movies uh, during this decade that I had a real hard time cutting. And uh, Man Without a Face was one of them. But no. this is a definite great movie if you have not seen Braveheart. Uh, yeah, it's not extremely William. historically accurate, but... Right. But a fun story, just to say. It's the story of William Wallace, right? Yeah, and he has a great Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I say that with, uh, with all uh, all non-sincerity. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's, Braveheart is just, I mean, good Lord. It's it's up there with Gladiator as far as, you know, that time frame and those war, those, uh, those war-type movies going back back in the day, you know. I think Braveheart and, and Gladiator were probably the two biggest of their type of that decade. When you um when, when you watched Braveheart mm-hmm. and you, you mentioned his his Scottish accent wasn't you know very good, did you right. notice any of the men fighting with him? I mean, did you see any McLeods running around or maybe? Maybe it could was have been it? I told you another one too. And uh, this movie isn't on my list. I don't even remember what year it was made, but uh, it was during the same time. And this is another true story of a Highland uh, individual. Um, and it stars another great voice, uh, Mr. Liam Neeson. It's uh, called Rob Roy. Rob and Roy. That's, yeah. That's a great movie as well. But uh, so fill me in. Who was, uh, who was running around in the crowd? No, nobody. I'm just saying, did you happen to see any McClouds running around? Oh. <laughs> Was there a Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod or Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod? I didn't know I see Connor. <laughs> I'm sure I figure as big a fan as you were, you might have spotted one or hoped you'd well, seen one. Or you know least, what's you know. funny though? With the same year, one of my other picks did come out. Uh, this so Braveheart came out May 24th uh, in Jan on January 27th. This isn't my pick. This is one of my other backups. Uh, this is Highland, uh, Highlander Final Dimension came out the same yes. year. Yep. That's the Mario Van Peebles was the bad guy in that one. That was a great movie. My pick for this year. Oh, oh, before you give me your pick, that Highlander okay. Dimension, Final Dimension, now, was that the one where Duncan McLeod came into the picture, or was that after that? I believe that's the one where he was fighting Mario Van Peebles, and then afterwards uh, he actually – yeah, because he fought Mario Van Peebles. And then the other one was the one where he let uh, Duncan take his power. So Connor let Duncan take his power. I don't think that was uh, Final Dimension. I'm pretty sure Final Dimension was the one that uh, he was fighting Mario Van Peebles in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Highlander 3, the Sorcerer. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be the one after that is the one that he gave his power to Duncan, which I don't remember which one that is, but great. I, I, movie though. I, I, I have always trouble remembering. I didn't, I didn't watch. Well, I mean, I watched the Highlander movies, but it just didn't make any sense how none of them really followed the other one. You know, it was hard. No, to really, no, Not at all. Hard to really stay on it. So it didn't and, make us love them any less though. I mean, right now, you know, when you, when you put, <laughs> when you put Sean Connery in there with, 
uh, as, as a Spaniard, you know what I mean? It kind of takes off kind of, uh, yeah. And I don't think that, uh, Duncan McLeod was in final dimension. I'm just seeing Christopher Lambert's name in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, uh, it was in game. I'm thinking is the name of the one that they're in together. Okay. So what was but your my pick? pick? My pick is, uh, the great Morgan Freeman. And Mr. Brad Pitt in the movie Seven, great, great, great uh, horror thriller, yes. uh, psychological thriller. It's in the I don't box. Know what it's classified as, but this movie was awesome. It, it the the homicidal maniac that they're chasing is sadistic, and I mean, it's just it, it's next level sociopath kind of movie. I mean, it's it's. I would think if you. If you got truly disturbed by by things like that, this movie would be truly disturbing. Seven is listed as a thriller slash suspense type movie. I could see that because there's not a lot of it, it's a little gory, but it's not a whole lot of you know it doesn't follow. I would I would agree with that. It's not a, like a straight up horror scary movie. You know what I mean? It's going to be along the lines of like um, the Zodiac Killers or you know something like that. But it is a right. great movie. I recommend well, that one highly. Well, it's, on my, it's my top pick, so yeah, I guess I would have to recommend it highly. So we already did everything for this. What was your backup? No, my ba- I, did, backup? I, I didn't actually get my backup. I forgot about that. My backup What's was your- Batman Forever. <gasps> Ooh. I took Batman Forever, and, and it, against my better wishes, too, because I was like, you know, I, but I, I did it because I believe that's probably the one that I liked the most for the Batmans uh, that came yeah. out because you had Batman and Robin mm-hmm. both together. And when I was young, watching, you know, the Super Friends and Challenge of the Super Friends or whether I was watching the old TV series, Batman, it was always Batman and Robin. You know know what I really loved about that movie? I I love the way that they kind of Chris O'Donnell, I feel like for the first time, made Robin kind of cool. I mean, I I like Chris O'Donnell in that in that role. I think he did real good with that. And I like that. They showed the backstory of the Gracie family and all that stuff. I, I thought it was a really good one. I thought it was Batman too. Do you think yeah, there's anybody I, else they could have picked to play Robin that would have played it better? Oh sure. Um, I would probably have to think about it, but I mean, I would think oh better. Mm. Well, I don't know for the time because you know bringing in Alicia Silverstone and as Batgirl, which never played out, but I don't think it would have been a good pick anyway. But um, for the time, uh, you know, I think he was he was pretty perfect to be honest. I mean, they could probably you could have probably swapped him out with a couple other people, but. I think there was rumors of Michael J. Fox. People wanted Michael J. Fox to play Robin. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have liked that. I don't think he would. I would have. I don't think I would have thought he was as cool. I don't think he would have <laughs> either. I don't think it'd been a good pick at all. Yeah, I think he would. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he tried to get the role. Yeah. But as far as people throwing names out there, there was a lot of people that would throw out the name Michael J. Fox. Yeah, I, I wouldn't but, even like you know the likes of maybe I, at the time. I think Ethan Hawke probably would have been young enough to do it, but I don't think I would have liked him at doing, in the position either. Yeah. Now, what was your backup? So, Did you uh, give your backup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Highlander Final Dimension. Oh, Highlander, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we're in the evens now. All right. And I really want to go with uh, I really want to go with the obvious, and then I really want to go with my daggum horror because it's one of my favorite. This one of my absolute favorite horror movies, mm-hmm. but I feel like the significance of it and the amount of people who have not seen it, I got to go with Train Spotting. Uh, train spotting is, uh, you know, to be hundred percent honest, it's about some drug addicts that, uh, get caught up in taking some money where they weren't supposed to and, uh, partying and having a good time. It's, 
it's a set, I believe, in Ireland. And uh, it's got Ewan McGregor. So we did get back to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Obi-Wan. Phenomenal movie. And there's, there's a heartbreaking part in it. It, it is a... It does have some really, really um, gritty, realistic uh, moments of being an addict, uh, particularly heroin. Uh, it's, it's a. It's, there's some moments in this movie that are rough to watch, and it's like, holy shit! You, you really would think that they are embellishing, but you know, having not my, my not myself being on heroin, but having lived lived the addict's lifestyle and being seen some things in my life, it's. Uh, it's tough to watch, man. And, and and it does go out there, like I said, with the robbery and everything, the money uh, stuff does go pretty f- – that, that gets funny and crazy. It's along the lines of like lock, stock, and two smoking barrels kind of thing, you know? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. But, uh, but yeah, nah, train spotting is just absolutely amazing. It's fun, it's fun and it's gritty and hard, and uh, it tells a good story about retribution too. So, I mean, just great, great movie. Oh, All right. What did what did you have? I went with the obvious that year because I really really liked it. Independence Day. Independence Day. <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> Dude, I, I love that movie. The, the the problem I had was set what was settling on the backup just in case. Yeah. Uh, there were so many really really good ones. I was talking to a friend earlier when I was uh, going through the last four last four or five movies last four movies on the list. He says, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting ready for the podcast later. I got to pick out some movies here. He says, well, what are you, what are you doing? I explained it to him. I said, I'm on the year 1996 and uh, I've taken my, my number one movie for the year that I liked the most and I'm taking independence day. So that's a great movie. I said, yeah, but the problem is, is I need a backup just in case he, you know, the other guy gets his first. Mm-hmm. So he said, well, what are you looking at? Throw some out there. So I threw some out there to him. And um, he says, "Wow, that's tough. That's hard. Heck to pick. Yeah, you know." So um, I went ahead and chose that. And then for my backup, I went with another um, drama type movie. It's a not a courtroom case, but uh, well, I, don't know, I take it back. It is a courtroom case. I don't okay. know what I'm thinking. It's a, a time to kill. Ooh, yeah, that mm-hmm. that's a good one. That's it's a very solid. Pick. Very solid. Yeah, and if look, Independence Day is a lot like uh 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 shoot, Men in Black, um where I went back and watched it with my son, and you know he's never seen it before, and he's like, oh, daddy, this is a cool, cool movie. I'm like, yes, right. So you can watch that with the younger generation, man. The Independence Day is awesome, dude. Jeff Goldblum has never been cooler. Like <laughs> he was right. super awesome in that movie when they came up smoking the dog on cigars too. I loved it. I mean, Bill Pullman. I never thought Bill Pullman was great in anything. Oh, he but was he's amazing. playing. He's playing the role of the president in this. He, one. Th- that was the movie that made me know his name from then on. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Like, the president, man. Yeah, I mean, you know who Bill Pullman was at that point. He did his little yeah. speech at the end of it about our right, independence. Yeah. This will be our independence, our independence day. day. Yeah, one of the greatest yeah. daggum speeches, man. That was awesome. My other one for was for my horror. It's one of my absolute favorites. Is Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn. That year, Dust Till Dawn came out on Ju- uh, July 9th, I believe. Twenty five million in plus in the, in the box office. Yeah. So that they, they did it pretty good. But uh, yeah, Dust Till Dawn was great. That's the one I had Cheech out front. <laughs> Come on, lovers, lovers. 
<laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, Richie looking through his hand. <laughs> really got yeah. shot in his hand. There's like yeah. Quentin Tarantino, Cheech Marin, Selma Hayek, George Clooney. Um, what's my girl's name? Uh, uh, shoot. It's so close to the one that plays Elaine on um, uh, Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis, thank you. Yeah, Harvey, Ky- uh, Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel is in it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just loaded down, uh, and it's a fun, fun, fun vampire killing movie. The the bartender, uh, Trejo. Yeah, Danny, Danny Trejo. Trejo's in it. Danny Trejo's in it. Mm-hmm. Incredible movie. So, nineteen ninety seven. Oh, if you get my pick, I'm going to, I do well, got 90, a main pick on this one. So 97, it's going to be me, right? Yeah. You're not going to have my main pick. Okay. I'm pretty sure of it because, uh, 97 is another one of those movies where it's uh, another one of those years where I had some trouble. There was a bunch of good movies, even way on down the list. that wasn't very high grossing films, but mm-hmm. they were just like, okay, yeah, I like it, but I like that one equally as much. And I like that one equally as much. So I can't just say that they were great, but this one in particular here of that year, I would recommend anybody to watch it, especially if you're a Harrison Ford fan. So we are looking at uh, Air Force One. Great, great. That's a that's a good pick. That's and you mentioned earlier why we ain't talking about Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman plays the uh, Russian hijacker. Oh, show enough. Show enough. So from uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula to the being the Russian hijacker in yeah. Air Force One to playing Sirius Black on Harry Potter. To playing Sirius Black. And guess who else he played? He played Zorg in my number one pick. <laughs> he was Zorg in the fifth element. The fifth element. <laughs> With Lelou and back on Corbin. De- Come in, Dallas! <laughs> <laughs> The Fifth Element, dude. I can't. I can't not pick the Fifth Element. I've watched that movie so many times. That movie is so good. There, everything about that movie is great. There's action. There's hilarity. There, mind blowing. Like, what's so funny about the Fifth Element too is I didn't see it the year it came out. I didn't even know it. Uh, and it made it. It did well. It's uh, May 9th of ninety seven. Two hundred sixty three million eight hundred ninety two thousand eight hundred twenty dollars at the box office, and uh, I probably didn't see it until 2000, 2002 on VHS or something that I picked up from uh, Blockbuster or the Jockey Lot or something and just fell in love with it. And we would sit around and, you know, play cards and Yu-Gi-Oh and watch The Fifth Element, man. <laughs> I, you know, I, I wasn't big on The Fifth Element. I, I didn't like the the premise of it, I guess. I don't know. I, I love it. it maybe because it's kind of goofy, too. I don't because know. It, is, it, it just didn't really, bit. it didn't really stand out to me. It's oh, something I wanted I to the see. Fifth element. The fifth element is. I'm not going to go. Hey, look, look. I'm not going to go yeah. so far as to say that it's Bruce Willis's rhinestone. I'm not going to do that. Oh, don't you dare! I'm not going to do that because <laughs> a lot of people actually liked it. Oh yeah. I I just we wasn't one it. of them. It has Smokey um, in there. <clears throat> Smokey is uh what Ruby Rod. Ruby Rod. <laughs> Back on multi-pass, come on, man. Chicken now, good. That's what my, we all fell in love with Mila Jovovich, too. Yeah. Well, actually, for me, the first time I seen Mila Jovovich was Resident Evil. Well, actually, for me, it was Blue Lagoon, Return to Blue Lagoon. So I didn't call that one either. So. 
All right, so my backup was Men in Black. Nice. That was one of my backups. Um, and I, I'm, and it's not because it's the number one movie of the year that year as far as grossing was goes. Was it really? Highest grossing. Uh, well, highest grossing. Look, look, the highest grossing domestic at the very least, according to the webpage I'm looking at. So at I got to say that. Billion, half a billion people. So, uh, but, I mean, I really liked the Men in Black movie. I thought it was mm-hmm. great. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I watch it anytime I see it on TV. I'll usually watch it. Uh, but there was a there was a quite a few good ones that year to throw out. I mean, I'll do my other backup real quick before you start doing it. What's that? Spawn. Spawn. I love Spawn. Absolutely love Spawn. Wanda. And you know what? He's still in good enough shape to do another Spawn if they'd hurry up and do it. Yeah. He's yeah. still young enough. He still looks young enough anyway, and he's still a bad A person i was talking to earlier was trying to help me on this one as well and they're like you know for your backup you gotta put con air in there if it's not your favorite i'm like no (laughs) i can't make it i love that steve buscemi was like the worst guy on the plane yeah like the worst guy on the plane that they had locked up like hannibal lecter (laughs) yes (laughs) but he looked like he could be like just thumped by any one of them and fall down you know they were all scared to death of him and while while the plane's about to crash, the most of them are yelling and screaming, "We gonna die! We gonna die!" And he's over there yeah, singing, yeah. "He's got the whole world, world. in his hands." <laughs> Heck yeah! So we got uh, we got where are we at? We're in 1998. 1998. We're about to wrap this show up, man. 1998. Hey, we're doing good, man. We're doing good. So, um, shoot, this is the one that my Christina Ricci movie is on, and I'm gonna have to tell you more in detail later. Uh. But it's a total backup um, because I cannot, especially with me going first, I cannot not pick Blade. Blade. The first Blade movie, August 21st of 1998, $1,131,237,688. And I promise you, I would say probably 300 of that is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I literally went and saw this movie. I think f- between five and seven times in the theater. Uh, Blade is just like this was. Spawn came out the year before. We went and seen Spawn, and then when Blade hit, we went and see Blade. And Blade was just. We hadn't seen anything like that before. Like, oh my god, dude! The the it had everything I loved. The vampires, comics, the fighting, the the Whist- Whistler was incredible. Everything about that movie is just so perfect. Yeah, I wish they would not. I wish that the MCU would not touch that because I just feel like that franchise is just even the movies that the other the other people didn't like. I even love the one where they brought Ryan Reynolds and uh, what's her name oh, in. And, oh, I love that one, Dracula, and I, like that was the, like the second one. Jeez, golly, bomb! Look, the the third one is what made me like Jessica Biel. Right, she was awesome in there. Wasn't she Whistler's yeah. daughter? Yeah, Whistler's daughter. Yeah. This yeah, Blade was just that's the that was that is probably honestly, you know, I like I like other characters better than Blade, but honest to God, to this day, that is the be all end all comic movie for me. Uh, all right. So uh my pick at ninety eight from nineteen ninety eight is Armageddon. 
Ooh. Talk about a. Ooh. I, I'm going to give you worldwide gross here. I, I just looked it up to make sure I had it in front it of me. It might be the first movie. That's the second movie right behind Fox and the Hound that made me cry. <laughs> and I already know where you're going with it. When she's talking to him at the end, oh he's telling God. her goodbye. She puts her hand on the, on the thing and then. Yeah, the, it well, hits when, you. When, it it tugs them heartstrings right then, don't it? Dude. Especially to like. The video that Aerosmith did for mm-hmm. that, and that's Liv Tyler too. And they're like, "Oh my god, dude!" Ugh, I, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Speaking of Steve Buscemi again, speaking of him, that's right? He was crazy yeah. in that movie too. Yeah, Steve's crazy and everything. I love me some Steve Buscemi. Have you ever watched uh, Boardwalk? I think I brought, asked you this before, but Boardwalk Empire. Anybody who hasn't watched that, go back and watch Boardwalk. I Empire. have not watched Boardwalk Empire. No. He plays Nucky Thompson, and I want his shoes. Forzani. They're made by a company called Forzani, I think. It could be wrong. Uh, his, he's was, got the I mean, best tricolor wingtip brogues you ever seen in your life. And Armageddon was loaded with names too. I mean, Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, Bashimi, Owen Wilson, right. Michael Clark Duncan, Keith or sorry, say Keith. Yeah, yeah, Keith David, not David Keith. But yeah, Keith David. Michael Clark Duncan. Then well, he was he carried the big old drill, didn't he? Only yeah, he, he yeah he played big. bear. Bear. Then you had the guy that flew the ship, William Fick, Fick, Fickner, Fitchner, something like that. He was yeah. also in Prison Break. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Which, it was a that's funny. Definitely that goes great back one. to Blade Three because Dominic from Prison Break. I, actually, I think that's his real name is Dominic, isn't it? Dominic yeah. Purcell. Yeah. Dominic, Dominic Purcell. Purcell. He was yeah, in he, was in, uh, he played Dracula in Blade. Yeah. So what was your uh, ninety-eight? And then I'll tell. Oh, well, do you mean take the backup first? Or you on the? Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, and then I'll give you mine. Saving Private Ryan. Ooh, another great one. Golly mm-hmm. bombs! What? What? Is so many good movies. This, this is why it was hard to choose that year, man. Because you, I mean, I was like, I wanted Private Ryan first, but Armageddon was such a solid hit. I mean, everyone loved that movie, but Saving Private Ryan was not? so realistic. Yeah, and and then there was a great comedy or two. I'm not even going to mention right now. That I had yeah. trouble not taking. So, what was yours? Yeah. Okay. So my second, my second and third, which, like I said, the way I've been playing this, I didn't know which one was going to be which, off the cuff. But uh, Man in the Iron Mask. We talked about this, I think, on the last podcast that we shot. Uh, just spectacular, man. Um, uh, also, a star-studded cast. It also got Jeremy Irons in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a Three Musketeers story but its focal point kind of is about these twins that you didn't know they were twins if you know the story of the man in iron mask this is also from literature i mean but anyway you know the 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 good son is locked away in a mask and so they don't know that he's actually the twin brother of the prince king or whatever and uh they're actually both d'artagnan from the the three musketeers they're actually both his sons uh, he had an affair with the queen or whatever. And, um, you don't learn that until like later on, but I had, for, I had actually forgotten that until I started talking about that just now, but yeah, uh, spectacular movie. Um, and then my second one was a movie that a lot of people don't know about. Like I said, it had, uh, Christina Ricci and, uh, Vincent Gallo who also Vincent wrote it and starred in it as Billy Brown. Uh, it's called Buffalo 66. And this movie is just, <laughs> it's just a twisted up <clears throat> out there thing. Billy got, 
Billy got out of prison and he's been telling them he's going to go visit them uh, with his wife, but he don't have no wife. <laughs> and he's crazy. This dude is loopy. He's crazy, crazy. Well, he ends up kidnapping Christina Ritchie, who ends up getting like Stockholm syndrome or something. So they end up, she actually ends up falling in love with him and they start just, it's this weird, it's just this weird out there story that is just, I love it. It's incredible. It's kind of like, you know, uh, what would I put up there with it? Um, sunshine on a spot, eternal sunshine on a spotless mind. Um, and uh, there's, I don't know, there's, it's just out there. It's, it's just one of those weird out there art festival type movies that I, I love. I think she does a lot of those, cool don't story. she? She has been in quite a few movies like that. Like, Christina's awesome. It, that movie's actually got a Mickey Rourke in it too. But yeah, um, what was the one she did? Everybody flipped out over Black Stank Moan. It had a uh, Timberlake in it, where everybody was like, which I already knew Timberlake was going to be. He was going to crush any kind of acting anyway, because he was in an old movie. It's based on a true story from out in California, um, and I cannot remember the name of it to save my life at the moment. But it was about these this rich kid who wanted to be a drug lord and they go through all this stuff. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, she did that. She did a home of the brave. Um, there was another movie pumpkin, uh, Miranda. She's done, she's done some out there stuff. Yeah. And the only thing I ever watched that she was in was Adam's family. <laughs> right. Well, that's funny. This movie's actually got, uh, Angelica Houston in it too. And Angelica Houston plays his mama. Yep. Well, uh, moving to 99, this is our last year we got to do. And then we'll be wrapping up. We'll I feel like you're going to steal my pick. We'll be wrapping things up at that point. Oh, I'm stealing your pick. Yeah, I won't I won't be mad at you for it. I'm stealing your pick you because, you know, there is something about this world we're in right now that makes me feel like I'm just seeing numbers run up and down the screen. I, know, I feel like I'm plugged in, like like almost like somebody's using me as, I feel drained, like somebody's using me as but, a battery almost. But don't you feel plugged in? I mean, really? I mean, I mean, the movie of movies to pick that year is none other than the matrix. Yeah. It's gotta be, you got to You got a, you got got an applause track or anything for us. Uh, I don't know if I have an applause track, (laughs) but you just hold on. (laughs) You got some, you are the one. I'll be a hundred percent with you. That might be my pick for the decade. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah, I, made I you might, I made a lot of people uh, not really think, but a lot of people almost dream in a way because computers were just getting so big and everything, and then it leads you to believe the world is just one big computer program and we're small programs running within it. Oh man, it's so many like there's people that are actually this has turned into a thing, kind of like uh, kind of like the Jedi way has turned, like it's almost nearly a, an actual spirituality that people follow like are they really yeah. there really are matrix matrixers you know and the I visual, don't doubt that in oh my god they did you know the ground talk, here we go again talking about ground baking special effects where they did the they did the 360 degree turn with the cameras they lined up all of the cameras in a big circle and they shot the same mm-hmm. uh action when he leaned back bullet time they called it when they yeah. did the bullet time when he leaned back it, the way they did it was they did all these cameras in a big circle around him and shot the same scene all at one time and then spliced them all together to where they could like that. Oh, yeah, it was dude. a cool scene, though. 
And Mr. Smith, Hugo Weaving, dude, Mr. Yes. Anderson. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I remember when, when the second one came out, man, we, this is another one. I probably went to the movie about movies about three or four times to see. Yeah. And the second one and the third one, too. But, uh, yeah, the second one, when the, when the whole bunch of Mr. Smiths come in, the fighting on the basketball court. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's great. I know Kung Fu. In the Matrix. <clears throat> uh, my backup for this one was uh, American Pie. Solid. Respike. Yeah. I, I almost put American that one Pie. on my list. It's, it was like the modern day Porky's, basically. It's, um, right. It really was. Stifler's mom. There's a, there's a commercial out now, dude. It's got uh, it's got my guy and Stifler in it. The main character. It was Eugene Levy's son. Jim. Uh, Jim. It's got Jim and Stifler in it. And it, he's like, "What? You weren't going to invite me?" So he's like, "What?" what? He's, he's like, "Comes on in." I forgot what it's for. I just saw it like two days ago. <clears throat> I'd look for that. I'm going to let you pick my pick. So one or two. Because I can't pick between these two. Uh, we'll go with we'll, we'll go with number two because number two, uh, that's going to be Edward Norton and uh, 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 I just named him Murph earlier. Um, pretty boy, come on now, Brad Pitt. Is this the one where whatever happens stays at where it happens? That's exactly where it is. I, I really don't know if I can even talk about. it. I don't think you can say anything about it because we're not supposed <laughs> we to talk make some about soap. it. We have to make some soap and print it on the soap. Yeah, man, Fight Club, dude. Fight Club. That's gonna since you got the matrix, I'm gonna to go with Fight Club then. But my second, like since I let you pick though, because I couldn't choose, uh, it was the mummy. The oh, mummy I thought about Club. that one. I thought about that one, but the reason why I didn't take it is because to me, when it came down to the mummy, it was no different as far as an action movie. If I was to turn around and take something like, oh, um uh I don't think Entrapment wasn't really an action movie. It was a, that's that thriller with Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta Jones, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yes. that was a good I one. I love that movie. That was, I think that's the movie. Either that one or Zorro was the one where I fell in love with her. But you I mean, you had like End of Days, you had Deep Blue Sea. End of Days was another Schwarzenegger movie, wasn't it? It was. It yeah. was. But it was good, yeah, was though. Good it was a real good was, one. Uh, and you oh, go. Yeah. I loved seeing him jump into something a little supernatural, horror ish. It's it kind of out of his. But... I think kind of out of his reach a little bit, but it was still it was. he still did a good job of it though. Yeah, right. There was another movie, uh, Johnny Depp. I don't know when it came out. It's called The Ninth Gate, but I know it came out around the same time. Yeah, and there was a movie later on that year that I would have loved to. All right, we. All right, uh, Alicia Silverstone, love her. Mm-hmm. All right, loved Alicia Silverstone. when she was out. I mean, I'm not saying that you know. Oh, I who thought, didn't though? I ain't I mean, saying I ain't saying Clueless was an award Grammy award winner or yeah, Oscar I mean, nominee we, thing we got or anything. Alicia Silverstone and Stacey Dash off of that one, so like I know. So I mean, like Alicia's, but Alicia Silverstone when she was in Blast from the Past, that was Blast from the right Past there. was awesome. And Love see, there you go. The There's another. See, look, now you're choosing Brandon Fraser again too. So yeah. we got to go with the Mummy, dude. I'm just saying, <laughs> Brandon Fraser. Well, the Mummy was good. It's no doubt. I so. love the mummy. The mummy was really cool to me too. Cause it was, it had that horror element to it. Yeah. The action. And then, uh, Oh Lord, I fell in love with Rachel Weiss. Uh, she was in another movie called enemy at the gates. It was her. And, uh, man, I want to say he plays Dumbledore. Now uh, he plays young, young Dumbledore. He, oh, he was, that one. 
Um, he was also in. Uh, he's also the new Watson. Jude, oh, Law. Jude Law. Jude, Jude Law. Law. Look, you mentioned um, uh, like Dumbledore and Harry Potter. From this year, there's another person from Harry Potter was in this movie of Lake Placid, which also made Betty White lovable again. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, the guy that played Oliver Platt, are we? Uh, no, the guy that played Mad Eye Moody. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he was the this. sheriff. He was that the sheriff. Oliver Platt was talking to. Yes, so that was a great movie and funny and you know great to watch. So, but there's uh once again we're giving away too much. There was a lot of movies that year we can still go over and it's it's great. So a hundred percent. Uh, well, we're pretty much Travis at the end of the show. We got to wrap things up. We kind of went over about ten minutes, but I mean it's hard not to with so many great movies to talk about from that time frame and that decade. Uh, yeah, no doubt. If uh, you guys listening have any movies that you love from that decade that we didn't go over, make sure you email it to us and let us know. Uh, you know, if you do that, we'll take one off of there and we'll read it on the air and everything here. So uh, let us know what you thought about it, what your favorite movie was. Uh, if you had more than one, like hard to choose, like we had a tough time, we mm-hmm. get it. Send us a couple. It's all good. Uh, don't forget to check us out on the social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at Retro Life for You. We had the website, www.retrolife, the number four, the letter U.com, and you can follow all the shows on there as well as click on your favorite listening device, such as iTunes or Spotify or Google or Amazon, anything like that. So Travis, would you like to leave us with anything this week? Do you have anything for yeah. us this week? Yeah. Especially with it being father's day, man. Um, I got something good. I think uh, a little bit of advice, uh, <clears throat> you know, if you can watch, uh, if you watch the old movie jaws in reverse, it's mm-hmm. a heartwarming story about a giant great white shark. Uh, giving arms and legs back to or handing out prosthetics to disabled people. You got to love great whites.